This is the Eco Business Podcast. I'm Robin Hicks. Buildings generate more emissions than almost any sector, but as the world urbanises and greenery makes way for concrete, there is one underrated way to rein in the carbon footprint of the built environment retrofitting. Giving old buildings a climate makeover by replacing cooling systems with more efficient chillers, installing smart energy systems, natural ventilation, LED lights and solar panels can help ease the impact of a sector responsible for 39% of global carbon emissions. The emissions that come from manufacturing building materials, known as embodied carbon, makes up to 11% of that 39%. But the other 28%, the operational carbon, can be reduced by greening existing real estate. As famous American architect Carl Elefante once said, the greenest building is one that is already built. In Singapore, an incentive scheme offers funding to building owners that reduce their carbon footprint with retrofits, as the city-state is aiming for 80% of its buildings to be green by 2030. But more than half of Singapore's buildings, more than 20 years old, still have not been retrofitted. So what are the challenges of retrofitting old buildings in Asia? And can retrofits be done fast enough to meet climate goals? Joining the Eco Business podcast to talk about the benefits and challenges of retrofitting old buildings is Vinod Jatani, Asia-Pacific Business Development Manager, Commercial Buildings for engineering firm Danfoss. Welcome to the podcast, Vinod. Thank you, Robin. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you back on the show, Vinod. Um, and I want to move straight into the first question I have for you, which is the importance of retrofitting old buildings to the climate conversation. Why does it matter? Thanks. Thanks for the question. Uh, climate change has become our biggest challenge to overcome. So it is significantly important that we focus on how to make our buildings more energy efficient, less carbon intensive and more sustainable. The construction sector has traditionally been one of the biggest culprits in carbon consumption. Thus, reusing old building is more carbon friendly than building new ones. And of course, retrofitting old building using new technologies also means they will be more energy efficient. Similar to most countries today, right here in Singapore, government is looking to make 80% of built environment green by 2030. On one hand, this is a really challenging task, but on the other hand, it is minimum we have got to do to keep the well below those two degrees centigrade warming and avoid those most devastating impacts of climate change. And these impacts are today becoming quite real. All those things which scientists have been predicting in the past, they are actually happening now. For instance, increase in the frequency and intensity of extreme weather events such as frequent and prolonged heat waves, flash floods, rising sea levels. And then these things are actually irreversible in our lifetime. And then they are going to get further more worst. So so staying on those targets to keep two degrees centigrade limit are non-negotiable. And then further typically built environment contributes, as we all know, contributes almost 40% of the total carbon footprint And I think in construction industry, we are really getting grip for new build, making them super low energy buildings or net zero buildings. However, in many large cities, globally 60 to 80% of the buildings that will exist even in 2050 are already being built. So it is so crucial for us to meeting those 
carbon targets and tackling climate change that we focus on decarbonizing our existing building stock and and further uh, we are seeing there is a growing trend in large cities worldwide not even in the southeast asia or asia pacific but globally the retrofit old buildings and upgrading them to a higher environmental certification standards instead of we tearing them down and building the new ones absolutely it's such a good point and you mentioned um climate impacts a minute ago venod you know i'm sitting inside a freezing building in singapore while outside we're going through something of a heat wave and heat wave seems to be a huge issue at the moment including in india um where there's a, a huge heat wave that's um impacting lots of people over there now i want to ask you about going back to retrofitting old buildings is it always cheaper easier and, and less carbon intensive than building new um, lower carbon buildings yeah i mean uh, in general uh, we make an uh, typical assumption uh, when it comes to renovating old buildings is that it will be in a very expensive affair and as much as people who love and the look of and feel of heritage buildings it is cheaper to build them uh, new uh, old buildings up to the new standards and codes uh, but to make them and safe and comfortable but that this is not the real case in general it is both cheaper and quicker to retrofit an existing building for instance take a building in singapore uh, retrofitting can be as low as 40% cheaper than knocking it down and starting it all over again unless you know there is a good compelling reason for knocking a building down i would uh, say it will always make uh, commercial sense to retrofit other rather than uh, building new again you know we need to do the holistic assessment of whole life carbon emission of a building uh, which is a combination of embodied and operational carbon emission so by retrofitting buildings we are not only reducing operational carbon emission but we are getting away completely from generating embodied carbon emission second time the first time we have emitted the carbon while constructing the building that is the embodied carbon a lot of uh, construction material comes and brings uh, the embodied carbon so making retrofit simple and affordable will not only reduce the carbon footprint of our aging built stock but will also create skilled jobs along the way yeah that's an interesting point about jobs indeed um yes yeah, some compelling data you mentioned there um so what are some of the low hanging fruit um for building owners to consider when retrofitting uh to reduce emissions vinod so uh, typically energy efficiency is one of the cheapest and easiest way to reduce emissions in short the greenest energy is the energy that we don't use it so uh, the low hanging fruits today the available for builders or to the owners are like the proven technologies which are readily available to increase the efficiency of buildings and make the systems within them more efficient and often however even the low hanging fruits are not been captured and that needs to be changed and rapidly so as we are able to capture the full potential and one way to do is through adopting a stage renovations which offers a cost effective approach to integrate energy efficiency solutions into renovation plans and a well planned stage renovation allows for a more flexible approach with the end goal that is decarbonization of the building for example uh, hvac system consume roughly around 40% of building energy 
and uh, lighting would consume 20%. So here we have a choice to implement stage retrofit, uh, replacing new generation uh, LED lights under financing scheme and replace replacing uh, the aged AHU pumps and chillers independently without even impacting the operation of buildings and upgrading building management system for better controls and lifting overall building efficiency to the next level. And then the other further uh, low uh, hanging fruits are the grants uh, from government, uh, zero capex from the financial institutes and so on. Um, in Singapore, uh, to help existing buildings to become more energy efficient, the BCA, the Building Construction and Authority has launched a new Singapore dollar 63 million incentive scheme that will help building owners lower the upfront cost of retrofits. That's interesting that they're uh, are available incentive schemes for, for retrofits. Um, but what kind of uh, ROI, what kind of return on investment can building owners expect to see from retrofits, Vinod? Yeah, I mean, this is most commonly a question being asked uh, from the stakeholders uh, on daily basis. I mean, so the ROI from retrofit projects uh, largely depends on three factors, uh, type of building, the operational intensity, and then the energy tariffs. So the case studies have uh, shown that projects that were implemented across various commercial buildings have an average uh, return on investment period of uh, one to 1.5 years for buildings having high operational intensity, such as hotels, hospitals, data centers, airports, malls, and so on. And it varies to three to five years with low operational intensity buildings like commercial offices, schools, universities, sport complex, etc. I mean, in general, uh, ROI period uh, from efficiency uh, projects implemented in commercial office buildings averages slightly below five years. So this longer ROI periods can be attributed to their lower operational intensity compared to other type of buildings. With commercial office usually operating approximately 10 to 12 hours uh, daily basis and often only five days per week. So, so ROI uh, typically from commercial office buildings would be uh, slightly lesser than five years. And lastly, uh, ROI periods are also dependent mainly upon prevailing energy tariffs. And as such, payback periods in Thailand, Vietnam, Malaysia, and Indonesia are generally longer than those in Philippines, Cambodia, and Singapore where we see a higher electricity tariffs. Oh, that's really interesting. Now, imagine that um, some building owners put up a bit of resistance and take a bit of time to uh, be convinced that they need to retrofit their buildings, right? Um, what are the biggest challenges that building owners face when retrofitting, Vinod? So when it comes to retrofitting, uh, there is no one standard solution available for making buildings greener and efficient. And in my own experience, clients and building uh, operators are looking for that one single uh, you know, generic solution that will work for every single building. So every existing building is very different from one another. And, and we need to uh, look into a different starting point for each building. We need to evaluate uh, several aspects like what are the cooling and lighting system in the buildings? How close those systems are end of their life? Should we replace them? How efficient is the facade? Should we reuse them? How old is building? And how flexible is the existing structure? And a lot of uh, variables we need to consider. In contrast, 
to new build we have got higher flexibility to select our equipment and systems but for retrofitting we have got fixed parameters to work with and we need to be much cleverer in making our choices and we have got best of what we could do so we can't look things in isolation as an example how efficient glass lights and carpets are which impacts cooling load and determines the size and sustainability of cooling system we might choose so a lot of different variables we need to understand them and put together so another key challenge is that building owners are facing today is simply how and where to start the retrofitting process however now we have got published guidelines available from uh, different standards and government that would help owners to understand the baseline performance of their buildings set targets and then select possible solution all right great stuff we've talked about challenges there can you name a few good examples of well retrofitted buildings in asia pacific um, that have successfully uh, reduced emissions and their environmental footprint uh, though we have uh, retrofitted several buildings in asia pacific however i would like to mention specifically two of them here the first one uh, keppel bay tower was certified by building construction authority bca as a green mark platinum zero energy building in 2020 it is the first commercial building in singapore to achieve this status as a part of uh, keppel land's effort to transform keppel bay tower into singapore's first green mark uh, platinum zero energy commercial building in 2018 keppel land leveraged a grant from bca to test build five new and emerging energy efficient technologies at keppel bay tower which would reduce the building's energy consumption significantly and improve its energy efficiency by 20% as compared to other BCA Greenmark Platinum buildings. It was first time that any of these technologies were implemented in a development in Singapore. So by February 2020, Keppel Land has achieved a reduction of 22.3% in annualized energy consumption of the building, exceeding its initial target of 20%. And some of this uh, new innovative technologies that were being used in this project were, are like intelligent building control system, smart lighting system, high efficiency air distribution system, which was been supplied by Danfoss Novenco EC plus system and cooling tower water management system, integrated uh, sensor system to optimize fresh air intake. And another example I would uh, bring uh, is, is uh, from data center. Next DC data center Australia is an expert in innovative data center outsourcing solution. So M1 Melbourne data center, which is a 15 megawatt hyperscale co-location facility is the largest independent data center in Victoria region and has received 4.5 star rating in 2016 for its incredible building performance. Yeah, but that wasn't enough. They, they improved their system even more, receiving a five-star rating in 2019 from National Australian Built Environment Rating System. The M1 data center became first data center to ever receive five stars in Australia. So Danfoss worked with Smart Chiller Group to provide leading solution for next DC cooling plant in Melbourne, Australia. The pilot, which we executed with the support of Smart Chiller Group, the low lift configuration was installed on one of their chillers at the M1 Melbourne data center so that it could run efficiently during low lift scenarios. This means it will activate when the ambient temperature of the data center is within an optimum threshold of what the cooling system require. 
so this method significantly cuts energy cost for that chiller by up to 31% depending on the ambient condition and in this lift low lift operation also produces the highest efficiency possible today and further the oil free technology also means there is no performance degradation over time which will represent 10 to 20% improvement in efficiency over oil lubricated chillers the danfoss solution also supports the data center's 100% uptime guarantee as the redundant compressors eliminate potential downtime and most important this system is offering 30 second fast restart the shortest ever restart time in the industry wow that is encouraging especially given that data centers being huge energy guzzlers are under um quite a lot of pressure to reduce their emissions and an impact aren't they now my final question for you vinod it's been um great talking to you so so which industries would you say are leading the way um in retrofitting old buildings i mean uh, there is no any specific building which is leading the way but however i see data center is leading the way and they are Uh, technologies which are uh, been tested and implemented like uh, uh, the direct chip cooling instead of uh, air conditioning uh, the entire space where the servers are been uh, planted uh, so instead of cooling the entire space now uh, we are adopting a direct chip cooling technology which will allow us to improve the power usage effectiveness that is the efficiency uh, measurement parameter for any data center vinod any final thoughts for us build nothing build less build clever build efficiently which obviously means more retrofits and more refurbishments rather than building new ones that makes very good sense vinod jatani business development manager commercial buildings asia pacific for danfoss thank you so much for joining the eco business podcast thank you thank you robin this podcast was hosted by eco business Asia's leading media company serving the region's sustainability community. Join the conversation by visiting eco-business.com, follow us on social media or subscribe to our newsletter. Thanks for listening.